welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I am your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a little bit about comedy. I'm so excited that our guest this week is the extremely funny Jason Hillman. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. And that's an X with a dash. I'm extreme. That's, yeah. So oh, yeah. Make sure you clarify <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jason, this week our city of Milwaukee is taking center stage for the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. The eyes of the world are upon Milwaukee, except, of course, that they're not due to COVID-19. Uh, pretty much all of the speakers so far in the first two nights were in other locations. Uh, we had Congresswoman Gwen Moore, who was actually in Milwaukee, but she literally got 90 seconds of airtime, which is much less than a comic gets at an open mic. Uh, um, you know, it's a bummer we don't get to show off our city, our our beer, our cheese curds, our segregation, all that fun stuff that we have here. We've had two days so far. Jason, what are your thoughts on the convention that's not really a convention here? Well, first off, I love I love the idea that um, as we get closer to the election, uh, the who call themselves liberal or the left-leaning progressive side of the party always begins to abandon its moral foundation uh, <laughs> as we as we start careening like a satellite on fire entering the atmosphere into the final part of the election. And so it takes us, our most progressive politicians and it treats them like open micers like you y'all get 60 seconds y'all be better be funny you're auditioning to be taken seriously. <laughs> I listened to uh, Michelle Obama's speech last night and it was like it was like a woman sitting down with her best friend to be like are you in an abusive relationship are you and them okay you have to go he's no good like it wasn't even like we need to move forward as a country it was like do you need help packing that's what it was <laughs> honestly i gotta tell you i'm i'm frankly a little surprised i mean i watched i watched so we were recording this tuesday night right after uh tuesday night ended uh, there were, I, you know, there's been so many Republicans. I'm actually, frankly, surprised that Biden chose uh, Kamala Harris. I thought he would just do like a hologram of John McCain, you know, like a hologram of Tupac, wouldn't that? I, this seems like who he actually would want. I mean, Kasich gets a long amount of time. AOC got a whopping 60 seconds. You're right. It, it, it really is like we have to like sort of like just grin and bear it uh, to try to stop a fascist. Well, my favorite part about Kamala Harris uh, being on the ticket is the idea – because I'm, I'm part of Donald Trump's mailing list, and he's a thirsty bitch. <laughs> he, because we, we got tickets for his rallies to kind of do that whole thing because you know, that's, the, that's, that's the closest we can come to really actually uh, making any sort of impact on Donald Trump is just pretending to want to go to his rally. So I'm, <laughs> I'm on his email list, and he'll, all of his emails are like – Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are soft on crime. They're just going to let everybody get away with anything. Like, yes, the architects of the uh, prison industrial complex are absolutely going to be the soft on crime ones. You guys have more in common with them than we have with them. 
it's unfortunate. I really wish, I wish that Biden and Harris were what they, the right thinks that they are, you know, and what they say they are. I would be so thrilled if they actually were these communists, you know, I would just be, I would be overjoyed. Uh, but of course, they're, they're, they're well, not. Well, see, the argument against that is that they're so accomplished. And yes, absolutely, they are both very accomplished in their own right. It's that just that a majority of their accomplishments uh, are were achieved uh, on the backs of people they would never have to see be put away forever. And and Kamala pulled that that nonsense. My mom pulled this shit where she would like she would make me take drug tests all the time, <laughs> and she would accuse me of being on drugs. And she did some scared straight, make me tour a prison shit. And then later on, she some I was on the phone and she caught me hitting a bong. And she's like, I thought I taught you to hit a bong better than that. I'm like, you're the reason I kept smoking. Grow up. <laughs> so that's she pulled that nonsense mom, boomer mom crap. And that's just, dis, that's just rude. Um, and it was one of those kinds of things. It was kind of like the Elizabeth Warren doubling down on the being uh, Native American thing. It was like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, just let let that go. <laughs> well, it's like it's unnecessary for you to pretend to be something. It's unnecessary for you to play this part. You could be. You could just be like. You could just. You could just stop pretending in public. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of pretending in public, one aspect that's so surreal here in Milwaukee uh, is, despite not having a- any actual speakers or anyone that actually requires Secret Service. Uh, there's still this like jacked up security zone downtown. I mean, literally, th- there's like this giant metal fence. Like, who are they protecting? They're blocking everything off. Are they protecting like Mayor Barrett here? They're like, look, man, we we paid for these giant metal fences. We might as well put them up. You know, we get the we get the security theater without the actual economic benefits that Milwaukee businesses <laughs> would have gotten from like fifty thousand people coming in. We get to have our rights destroyed, but they actually don't get any of the cash. But for the first time in a long time, the thirteen people who paid a half a million dollars a peace for those for a condo downtown Milwaukee are finally going to feel safe (laughs) for a couple of days. Right. (laughs) Well, clearly the biggest disappointment of this unconvention was that laughing liberally Milwaukee, uh, we were supposed to have shows every single night. I'm not saying if Joe Biden loses, it's because we didn't get to do those shows, but I'm not not saying it. Uh, (laughs) But one of the other aspects of this show is actually uh, discussing the art of comedy. Uh, So Jason, tell me, like what might listeners be surprised to hear about doing comedy? That it's fun? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was looking forward to really energizing the base. Um, <laughs> what would I be surprised, people would be surprised to learn about comedy? I don't... Uh, oof. That's actually probably that it's probably more difficult and more challenging than anyone can ever anticipate if they don't actually do it. Um and that it's also it's one of those few things where the reward the ROI on it's pretty weak and yet there's still this continuous like undeniable rage to keep on going <laughs> um, it's like cuz no one no one's driving like two and a half hours to go to a McDonald's in some small town to do five minutes behind a fry counter, <laughs> like just to be impressive. And there's no other job that does that has that high level of difficulty and low level of reward where you're like, yeah, no, I'm into it. Please. I, um, no, no money. No money's required. I would just, if you could give me half of a pumpkin pie and some coffee, I'd love that. Thank you. No, it's <laughs> three hours away. Perfect. That's, that's not that much. So that's, it's um, everything I just said. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. I would. It's 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 shocking how 
much how addicted you can get to it. Yeah. Have you done any Zoom comedy since then? I pretty much ask all the comics on here. Have you done? Have you done anything since? I, I some people have reopened mics. Laughing Taps open, which honestly frightens me. I love those guys, but it's still just like I, I, I I'm not doing it. How How have you actually been comedy wise in COVID? Well, first off, um, last weekend they were open. AJ Grill got to headline, so that was pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah. That got to. I don't no, know. I love how those long. guys. It's just. It's. I. I, you I don't know. know. I, I love all, everyone who's running that thing, and it just, it just it just it just scares me because I want them to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's got. I, I want to celebrate your lives. Not. I don't. I don't want it to be at a eulogy. Right. Um. So it's. I've done. I've done Zoom shows. Um. The. I did an odd, beautiful show. <laughs> it's a weird way of describing it, but Cynthia Marie and Spark Tabor were. Um, doing this roast uh, toast joke show where you'd have to come up with a minute of jokes, a minute of roast, and a minute of toast, and just some nice stuff to say about it. And it's odd because you can't really, there's no feedback when you're roasting somebody in, in, in that environment. So you just feel bad because <laughs> you're just kind of waiting for the other person to acknowledge that it was, you know, not horrible. Um, so that was, that was odd, but I mean, I really... There's a lot of people making a really big success out of having ongoing shows. They're a pair that's doing it. Carmen Morales, Morales has her social D show. I've seen a lot of people do them. I will have to get back to you about how I felt about doing them, um, <laughs> but I did have fun. Um, recently, a comedy's been—it's been, been kind of odd for me. Feel my feelings about comedy because I've been decidedly less feeling less funny. Imagine that. <laughs> um, because the world has been decidedly less funny. But uh, like I said before, like as we're careening into the election, things get worse and worse and worse, especially this time. Like 2016, like the halcyon nightmares of 2016. Remember those? <laughs> uh, just frolicking through a field of, of, of bullshit that seems like so many uh, pockets of cotton candy now. My relationship with with how I feel about with comedy has been um, odd. Yeah, if only if only we can go back to those magical magical days of 2016. <laughs> uh, Jason Hillman, we're we're all out of time, my friend. Thanks so much uh, for what you're doing, and thanks for being on the show. Uh, oh, the Hillmanity on Twitter, Jason the Hillman on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm stay safe, wear a mask, stop stop not wearing a mask. Just love everyone. Stop being that person. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to Episode 5 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.